near the door at five till <laughs> praise God Amen. I don't know about you but I've come here to praise the Lord today yes. I may have something to shout about today a praise of the Lord God's been doing great things and we want to give him glory today right now as we gather in <clears throat> we want to remind you that today is in case you couldn't guess it's our mission Sunday we uh, remind ourselves the second Sunday of every month that we are an international church in the sense that we are supporting missions around the world today. And uh, you're a part of that in your giving and your praying. And we put the flags up to remind us that it's not just a little itty-bitty church on the west side of Columbus, but we have missionaries around the globe that we support in prayer and in finances, and every soul that's won through their ministry, you have a part in playing for that victory. And so let's give praise to the Lord today for the opportunity to be a part of our missions around the globe. Give him honor and glory. Would you stand with me, please? Praise God. Father, we're thankful that you are forever faithful people of the church have been through a lot this past week. We've had multiple surgeries and procedures, but you've been faithful to bring us through them all. We have testimonies of your great power. 
We praise you for the miracles that we've heard testimony of this week. Father, thank you for your faithfulness. Your mercies are new every single morning. And Father God, today we gather in this place to lift up your name. We also praise God for those that have tuned in to the live stream to be a part of the worship service today. Father God, I pray that you would flood their homes wherever they are with your presence and we'd get a phone call about a miracle that you've done in their lives as well. Meet with your people today as we praise you, as we testify of your greatness, as we study your word and as your word feeds our soul. We pray for your touch today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's give him some praise as we worship today. Hallelujah.
may be seated. Hallelujah. Boy, that was refreshing. I, when I turned my back to, to uh, sing, there wasn't anybody in the sanctuary, and now you, you, you've gathered in. I, it was, it's, let's, let me try that again. Let me, let me, let me, let me. Wow, okay, that's great, that's great. I don't know. I, I want to let you know we have some exciting things going on, and one of the exciting things is we want to celebrate together, and there's no better way to celebrate than food. Amen? How many of you are foodies? You just, you know. This, this Thursday at uh, 6.30 in the evening, we're going to gather down at the Golden Corral. We've got a little private room they've set up for us. And uh, you're responsible to pay for your own meal. I'm not, I, I love you, but I don't, Valentine, love you that much. But uh, uh, we're going to gather down there and uh, feast and fellowship and have a wonderful time. It's open for everybody to come. And uh, we want you to sign up so that we're sh sure that we have enough seating for everybody. So some of you have already signed up. Sign up now and then show up Thursday. And I'm going to start it over here. And uh, <laughs> probably need to check with them. But, <laughs> but uh, uh, sign up and how many's in the family and everything like that. And we'll have a great time together Thursday evening. 6.30 at the Golden Corral. And uh, how many have eaten at the Golden Corral before? Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're standing in line behind me at the bacon aisle. I'm going to go for it. We have a lot of other things going on, but the first thing we want to do is welcome any guests that we have. Uh, Andy's going to come and down the center aisle, and he has with him some, what do you have with you? Oh. Oh, that's what you have. He has some uh, cash prices. No, come on down. No, uh, he has some uh, connection cards. And if you're a guest with us today here at Trinity, we want to welcome you. Thank you for choosing Trinity to be here. And if you've not filled one of these out before, uh, raise your hand as he's passing by. And knowing Andy, wave at him too. You know, just to get his attention. You know, sometimes he misses things. But uh, just ask Annette, right? You know, yeah. yeah, okay. So, so we want to welcome our guest. Raise your hand. He'll serve you with that. Drop it in the offering plate later on in the service as we give praise and, to the Lord in our tithes and offerings. Let's give a round of applause of welcome to any guests that are here today, those watching on the live stream as well. Go for it, Andy. We want to remind you of some of the things that are happening uh, first of all, we want to remind you that on Wednesdays, it's our discipleship day where we are studying God's Word. How can we face a world like we're facing without the authority and the power and the strength of God's Word? We're going to fail. Satan has informed unbelievers, we need to be believers that know the truth that will set us free. And so we gather at 10 a.m. for a Bible study. We're currently in the Proverbs, and we're studying through the Proverbs together. Nuggets of biblical truth that have a bite to them, that God wants to give us a wake-up call and give us the Proverbs. 
And so join us for that. We always have the coffee pot on and people bring in goodies and we have a wonderful time studying God's word. We also have an evening time where there are ministries for all ages from the nursery all the way up to me and older than me. And we have Bible studies for the adults. There's children, there's Royal Rangers, there's the girls ministries, there's nursery, there's the youth, and then the, the adult Bible study. And in the adult Bible study, we are looking at the book of John. And we are all the way up to chapter 8 in the Gospel of John. We invite you to come out and study God's Word for all it's worth. And it's worth a lot. We also remind you of all the different other ministries that are going on. You can be a part of a variety of ministries. They had a ministry going on yesterday. We had the morning uh, men's Bible study, uh, excuse me, prayer breakfast. And uh, we had a great testimony from Jim, and we had some okay food from Pastor. Okay, uh, leave it alone. But uh, we had a great time, and we'll be uh, sharing the second Saturday of every month. We have our men's prayer breakfast. And then the second and fourth Saturdays, we have ministry. Pastor Bill, where are you at? There he is. Pastor Bill, you want to stand up and just shout out? Uh, what we're doing on the uh, outreach to the homeless. right great things are happening you can see pastor bill and he will let you in on some of the cool things that god is doing through the ministry and you can be a part of that in a variety of ways lots of other things in your bulletin for you to be aware of and involved in but we want you to to take time to get to know one another and fellowship right now before we do anything else before we even take up well i guess we'll take up the offer where's my my ushers. I've been looking for them. I haven't seen them. Uh, ushers. Did anybody mention that Usher is, is singing at the Super Bowl tonight? But not my ushers. Uh, they're, they're MIA right now. Where's my ushers? Where are my, where are my ushers? then let's have a word of prayer and as we have prayer after prayer and uh, taking up the offering as they pass by your area that's your cue to stand up and continue to praise the Lord as the worship team leads us Heavenly Father thank you for this opportunity to make an investment in the eternal kingdom of our God we thank you father for the privilege of giving that others may know Jesus as Lord and Savior Take every gift and bless every giver and multiply it for its intended use. Through Christ Jesus we pray, amen. Amen.
today. If there's anyone here or anyone watching that does not know Jesus as your personal Savior, you've not invited him to forgive your sin and come into your life, I've got great news. There's room at the cross for you. Jesus died for your sins and for mine. And if we confess our sins to him, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's the kind of love he has for you. Right where you stand, right where you are, you can call upon the name of the Lord and find his salvation. Your life can be changed and your eternity can be changed as well by that act of faith. If you've already received him, give him some praise in the house today. You know him as Savior, forgiver of your sin. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, worship team. You may be seated, folks. I'm, I'm bracing myself today because... I'm going to share a very embarrassing personal story. And I know some of you will take this and run with it. But it, it, it serves to prove a point even though it's an embarrassing chapter of my life. And uh, so I ask your indulgence as I walk down memory lane. As I, I have to do these things when I still remember them, okay? You know, this happened a long time ago. But this past week, I've talked with many who are just really going through it. The enemy is just ramping up. There must be something mighty going to happen because in advance, the enemy is on the surge against people's lives. People have been telling me, I just feel pummeled in every direction. I, 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 I'm, I'm just fearful. I, I just want to run and hide. I just, you know, anybody here, you just, it's coming at you from all kinds of things. We've had... This past week and a half, we've had surgery after surgery after surgery after situation after situation, all kinds of unique situations. I've had some calls that, phone calls that have made me shiver in my shoes, I, I, all kinds of things. But I have something from God's Word to share with you today that's a help to me. And I have to tell an embarrassing story as an illustration of it. Mm. I dread this. Because I know you. I know you folks. and you. 
I've used an illustration about 15 years ago, and some people still won't let me live it down. Would you take the word of God with me? Stand for the reading of God's word. I invite you to turn to Psalm 62. Psalm 62. You can find it right after Psalm 61 in your Bibles. Psalm 62. I just want to be a blessing. Psalm 62, and beginning with verse 1, it says, Truly my soul silently waits for God. From him comes my salvation. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. How long will you attack a man? You shall be slain, all of you, like a, a leaning wall and a tottering fence. They only consult to cast him down from his high position. They delight in lies. How many of you have been lied about this past week? They bless with their mouth, but they curse inwardly. Selah. My soul waits silently for God alone, for my expectation is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. In God is my salvation and my glory. The rock of my strength, my refuge is in God. Amen. Father, help us to run to the rock today. The rock that is higher than we are. The rock that is secure and a safe place of refuge. We're in a barren land, under siege and attack from the enemy in a variety of forms. Help us to seek the security that is in you in times of siege. We ask it in the name of Jesus, who is that rock in a weary land. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I will never forget the, when we landed in Israel for the very first time and uh, started traveling. One thing, and I think I can get a witness from anybody who's been over there, the thing that impressed me so much was every place you look, it's rocks. I mean, it's boulder rocks. There's little bitty rocks, and then there's massive rocks. We go up in the north country above Tiberias, and you see the rocky hills of the Golan Heights. And some of the boulders are the size of the inside of this sanctuary. Just massive rocks. And you go to Beit Shan, and it's surrounded by rocks. And, and you, you travel to the, the desert of Judea. Rocks everywhere you go. You go around to the hillsides, and it's not a grassy hillside. It's rock, solid rock. Everywhere you look in Israel, with the exception of the Jezreel Valley, which is surrounded by mountains, 
it's rocks, stones, huge boulders. Down by the Dead Sea, where a mighty fortress of Masada was carved out of solid rock, a thousand feet up in the air. Rock. Everywhere you look. So when the psalmist here says, the Lord is my rock, he's telling us something. First of all, he tells us that wherever you look, wherever you go, the rock is already there. You cannot go into a situation or circumstance and beat God there. The rock has already been there. The rock has already been established there. 27 references to the rock just in the Psalms alone. God is said to be like a rock to us. Wherever you go in Israel, rock. And wherever you go in your world and in mine, you are not alone, but there's the rock of the Almighty God that is there for you to find refuge and strength in. We can feel like we're all alone, that we are left destitute and, and as foreigners in a strange land. And boy, is this land strange today. But before America was, God was the rock. And he is the rock today. We need to find ways of accessing the security and the strength and the power of God, our rock, while we're in a weary and a desolate place. Psalm 61 speaks of one aspect of all the rocks in the land. It says, Hear my cry, O God, attend to my prayer. From the end of the earth I will cry to you. When my heart is overwhelmed, can I get a witness there? Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. You have been a shelter for me. You see, when you look at all of the rocks that the psalmist was talking about, you had to look up because they overshadow the valleys and where you walk. It's not easy to climb the rocks, the rocky places. But the psalmist even said, make my feet like the feet of a, of a mountain deer that I can climb up and find safety and security in the rocks above me. When you go to the rock, you're getting a better perspective of everything else. You can see clearly the battle plan for the Israelites on many occasions was to take the high ground on top of the rocks and they could see the enemy approaching. One of the sad things that's happening today to many believers, they've believed a lie that some have taught that, that if once you're saved, that everything's fine, no problems. The en you are so special, the enemy cannot touch you. Well, he can. And he does. And he comes against you because you're a child of the king. 
But when we get to the rock, the place with God, that refuge, that position of strength and security, we can see the designs and the plans of the enemy as they try to approach and lead us to the rock that is higher than I, to give us a perspective. Some believers today are taken by surprise because they've been led to believe that the enemy is a dumb, stupid, idiotic foe, and you're all conquering, powerful. Folks, it ain't you, and it ain't me that the devil's afraid of. It's the rock that is higher than we are. The enemies, the onslaught of sickness and satanic attacks, we are under siege every single day. And if we just stay in our own realm and don't run to the rock, you say, well, I don't like to think of of running to the rock. I think that's kind of a coward's way out. Make me a coward. That's going to be my testimony today. Mm. But folks, I'd rather be secure in the rock than try to fight these battles in my own strength. I'm going to lose. So will you. This enemy of our souls, Satan, and he uses a variety of tools, has been defeating souls for since the beginning of time itself. He has a pretty good track record of causing people to fall into the pits of hell. The Bible even says on some place, hell has enlarged itself, making more room for those that are ensnared under the attack of the enemy. We're under attack, under siege. And in our own strength, we will lose. I don't care how many scripture verses you know. Well, let me ask you this. Did Jesus know any scripture? And yet, wasn't he still under attack the entire time he walked on this planet he quoted the word because he wrote it he spoke it into existence in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God it's not about all the scripture you know and all the catchy phrases you know it's about running to the safety and security of the only rock of our salvation, the Lord Jesus Christ. And hiding out, I have no problem hiding out from my attacker. Well, you ought to be fighting and brave. I'll, I'll be brave when I'm standing in the security of the rock of my salvation. Which brings me to my sad and embarrassing story. <clears throat> ah, boy, I hate this. I did everything I could to talk the Lord out of this one, sharing this bit of my past. I shared it one time about 15 years ago, and I haven't lived it down yet. 
the house next door to the place I was raised, it's in the north part of Columbus, the house next door to us was a rental home. And the people had moved out. And we were waiting to see who would move in. And of course, me and my buddies in the neighborhood, we, we were hoping they'd, they'd have a nice family and some friends, some new friends, some new people to play with and have games in the neighborhood. Be careful what you pray for. We saw the moving trucks come in, and then we saw who was there. His name was Jack, and he was the main bully of our elementary school. Next door, the bully. Now, back in the day, I don't know how bullies look today, but back in those days, he was what we called a hood. Any of you old, old enough to know that term? Well, he had pointed boots because when he fought, he kicked. And whatever he had handy, he would use in a dirty fight. He would sneak up behind and sucker punch you. He was a bully. Now, contrasting that, I was a wimp. I'm not proud of it. I was a scrawny little kid. I didn't really grow any height or weight or anything. I got the weight thing down pretty well. Uh, I didn't grow until I graduated from high school. I was 5'6 when I graduated from high school. Uh, but I was a scrawny little kid and a wimp, and I'd never been in a fight, and here I am living next door to the neighborhood and the school bully. Everybody was afraid of Jack, anybody with any sense. Jack would torment you. He would intimidate you. He would dare you to cross him. And none of us did because we were scared to death of him. <laughs> Have you ever suffered under a bully before? You know that feeling that bad feeling that oh no well our story takes place not only was I living next door to the main bully of the school who liked to run everything in the community but we had a common bus stop had a little bus stop shelter there and we'd go over there now Jack he was he was something else he was he would steal his father's cigarettes, he'd be smoking, he'd steal his father's booze, he'd be drinking, he'd be cussing. And here's this little Sunday school kid, Kenny, who, <laughs> you know, has not been around any of that stuff. And he just intimidated me. I just wasn't around that kind of stuff. And he would just yell at you and scream at you and you just, okay, whatever you say, Jack. I want to stand there. Okay, fine. Well, one day, before the bus arrived, we were there in the, in the bus stop, little shack that they had erected for it, and uh, he was just being mean-spirited and cussing at me and, and just poking at me and doing whatever he could 
wanted to steal my lunch and and uh, uh, I gave it to him. You know, I you know I peanut butter and jelly is not worth fighting over, folks. It's just not. I was a wimp, a whiny little wimp. But something happened to me that day. I believe looking back it was insanity because as the bus is pulling up he had pushed me to my obvious limit and I shoved him back and knocked him down in front no not yeah no, no oh no in front of the entire bus load of kids and the bus driver and the rest of the neighbor kids and there was a corporate gasp. <gasps> now, not only was I insane at the moment, I was also stupid because I got on the bus thinking that it was over. And all the way there, the bus driver is saying, what was that about? It's all oh, nothing, just, you know. Just. And so we, we, were getting, we got to school, East Linden Elementary, and uh, hopped off the bus and as I hopped off the bus, waiting on the other side of the bus was Jack, who sucker punched me in the stomach and began to flail at me with his feet kicking and punching me into submission. I didn't know nothing about fighting. My brothers and I, we would wrestle, but we didn't fight. And he punched me all over that playground. Now, I was in reverse. Uh, I was trying to get away from the punches, and he, he just kept after me all over the place. Wimpy Ken, Bully Jack, and he was beating the stuffings out of me. He hit me, kicked me, cussed at me and everything. The bell rang. The kids, the rest of the kids all went into class and he still, he ain't done beating on me yet. He wants to do me in. I, I mean, I embarrassed him in front of the entire busload of kids. He had a reputation to maintain. And I'll never forget it. It's kind of like one of those slow motion moments. He has kicked me and beat me and punched me all over that stinking playground. <laughs> and I have landed no punches whatsoever. I've, I have not done a thing except try to defend myself from his punches. And he backs me up against the brick wall. And I see it as if it were yesterday. He's coming at me and he's going to knock my block off. And I ducked. I ducked. And Jack hit that brick wall with all the force. I can only imagine what would happen if he connected with me. He hit it and he began to scream. There was blood, not mine, his. He broke bones in his hand. Oh, don't, don't cheer, don't cheer. It was, it was sad, it was sad. He has a bone sticking out of one, and, and it's all swollen up already. And he is crying. 
Jack, the bully, is crying. And so I go to class, Mrs. Shively's fifth grade class, and, and I walk in, and she takes one look at me. I mean, I'm a mess. I mean, I've been beat up. i got bruises all over. She says, Kenny, what happened to you? And before I could answer, Jack came in, holding his hand, sobbing and crying, and having this blood on his hand and a swollen up like this, and just, Jack, what happened to you? And they took us both down to the nurse. You say, well, why are you telling me this? Well, you see, Jack was doubly embarrassed. I was the wimp, the scaredy cat, Brady cat, that had never fought. And he was the macho bully, the hood of the neighborhood, and so he was too embarrassed to say what he had done. And he just laid the blame. Keen did it. Well, I didn't get in any trouble because the principal, he didn't, he didn't like Jack either. <laughs> he, was, he was intimidated by him too. And uh, I, was, I was a good, good kid, good student. You know, Mrs. Shively vouched for me. Well, Kenny would never start a fight. No, Kenny would run from a fright. Kenny did run from a fight. And so word spread over the elementary school. Did you hear what Keene did to Jack? What Keene did to Jack was nothing. I just got out of Jack's way and let Jack run into a brick wall that wouldn't move. I hadn't fought him. I hadn't even smacked him. I landed no punch. There was no strategy except get out of the way and let him run into an immovable place on a brick wall and smash the stuffings out of his hand. I never had to fight at East London Elementary. Nobody ever picked on me again. Jack left me alone. The other kids would marvel. Did you hear what Keene did to Jack? I kept quiet because I knew I hadn't done a thing, but a brick wall had done everything. What am I trying to say? The enemy is out to destroy you and me. And you can say, well, I know this and I know how to do that. And I, he's not really afraid of you. Child of God, you need to learn how to duck and get out of the way. He's going to attack. Let him run in to the rock of your salvation. I didn't win the fight, but when I got out of the way and he hit the brick wall, the brick wall won the fight. And you see, it's not cowardice. It's doing the smartest thing I could have ever done. There was no way I was going to beat him. There was no way I was going to survive the, the encounter. My only hope 
was to get out of the way. Now, I hadn't thought that through, but looking back on it, oh, I was so glad I was a chicken. I was so glad I was a scaredy cat. I was so glad that I got out of the way and didn't let that punch land. I probably wouldn't be here today if it had. Some of you are, I know you've listened to one too many how mighty we are messages. I want to let you know there's some here today. Some of the people I've been talking to this past week that you're tired. The enemy is beating you all over the playground of your life. He is kicking, threatening, coercing, and trying to do you in. My message is a simple one today. Get out of the way and let him run into the rock. The Lord is my rock and my salvation. The world is, under, is attacking you. Satan is using the situations of our day to wield attacks at each one of us. Satan has wounded, bruised, inflicted pain on your life through himself, his demons, and others. The enemy is ready to give you a final knockout punch. But there is a rock the Lord Jesus Christ a fortress a high tower a place of refuge there's no shame in running to a safe place called the rock Jesus Christ run to the rock today I'm not going to give you some pep talk about how to fight the, the devil you don't need to know that until you get into a safe place with the rock. When you have a clear view of where the enemy's attacking. When you get closer to the Lord and you, you find yourself in a safe place, then you can fight back. But until then, you're fair game. The good news is that just like in Israel, everywhere you look, the rock's already there. Wherever you travel today, your rock is there and waiting for you to run to him. Say, Lord, I can't do this. I cannot do this. I cannot win this battle. I've got family issues. I've got neighborhood issues. I've got financial issues. I've got health issues. I've got governmental issues. I've got people coming after me for all kinds of things my time all the my weariness all of these things i'm under attack and i just can't i just want to run good idea run to the rock that is higher than you divine provision divine protection divine intervention you get out of the way and let the devil run into the rock he's never beat him Oh, he looked like he had him on the ropes one time. He was going to deal a death blow, and Jesus did die. But he also conquered death. And Satan has never recovered from the power of the resurrection because that resurrection power is in you as well as you run to the rock for safety and security. 
Hear what the Word of God has to say. Deuteronomy 32 and 4 said, He is the rock. His work is perfect. For all his ways are justice. A God of truth without injustice. Righteous and upright is he. We live in a land that is unjust. A land that is polluted by all kinds of philosophies that are contrary to righteousness and truth and justice. Have you become frustrated as I have with our legal system, with all the different systems that are out there that are not designed for righteousness but to keep the losses at a minimum? We need to run to the rock. Psalm 18 and verse 2 and following says, The Lord is my rock and my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, so shall I be saved from my enemies. Run to the rock today. Psalm 18:46 says, The Lord lives, blessed be the rock, and let the God of my salvation be exalted. Psalm 62 again, He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. Psalm 78, 35, Then they remembered that God was their rock, and the Most High was their Redeemer. Psalm 95, 1, O come, let us sing to the Lord, let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms. Psalm 144, 1 says, Blessed be the Lord my rock. It's time today to get out of the way and let the things that are attacking you run into the rock. You and I do not have the skills and abilities to fend off the eternal bully in our own strength. Our best plan of action is to get as close to the rock as we can. It may look like we've retreated, but only we've gone to a safe place and we've snuggled into the cleft of the rock. And when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord will raise up a standard against him. How many of you would like to see the enemies that are attacking you? The situations that are pummeling you? Those issues that are coming at you from all myriad of directions? How many of you would like to see them crush in to the rock of your salvation and give you a victory? Nothing you did all praise goes to the rock of your salvation. I know it's a simple message. And I've given you so much ammunition to mess with me, I regret the very telling of the story. But I'm a registered coward. I had nothing in myself that was going to bring me out of that thing alive. 
but there was a something within me that saw the punch coming and I got out of the way and let it run into the rock. There's some here today. You're weary and fragile and hurting and wounded from what you've been going through. The attacks on your life, in your mind, and your well-being, and your health, and everything else. And I want you to get out of the way today and just run to the rock of your salvation and throw yourself on his mercy. Get out of the, the path of the attack. You say, well, isn't that cowardice? No, it's wisdom to run to the rock. We can see where the enemy's coming from and what's happening from God's perspective. We can be in a safe place that pummel as much as he wants to. You're safe in the cleft of the rock. Or, flip side, you can stand there and try and take it. You're going to lose. And I've heard testimonies this past week in the weeks gone by of people that are bruised in their spirit in their mind in their lives because it's one thing after another and you just want to run away and hide good idea but run to the rock and hide yourself in his presence and just tell him what's going on. And when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord can raise up a standard that he'll beat against. And you'll be safe. Can I keep the enemy from not being on the attack? No. Nor can you. You are public enemy number one because you have Jesus Christ in your heart and life. He wants to destroy you, and if he can't destroy you, he'll try to destroy your witness. How many of you, like me, have had things come up this past week and you said, where in the world did that come from? Something that I thought was completely done and gone away with resurfaced, and I had to nestle back into the rock of my salvation a little bit tighter. Well, I can try and fight that. No, no, no. Dumb move, Keen. Be a wimp. That's my motto. <laughs> Be wimpy enough to admit I'm no match for the devil, but my Jesus is. My Jesus is my rock. The old song said, Jesus is the rock of my salvation. His banner over me is love. I'm going to run to the rock that is higher than I, to my refuge, my strong defense. You say, well, is that just pretty words? No, it's good advice. You're trying to face these things and the challenges, the attacks, and you're trying to be strong. Well, let me just do a simple test, a, a question. Would you close your eyes for just a moment? I'm hoping I'm not off track here. I believe I heard from the Lord. I know I did. How many of you 
like me are in a place where you say, I'd just like to get out of here. Run and not look back. Can I see a hand? If anybody, you're just tired of the fight. You're tired of the situation, the attack, the unrelenting onslaught of the devil in a myriad of ways. You can open your eyes. You are not alone. Run to the rock. Step out of the path of the enemy and into the safety and security of calling upon the name of the Lord. The Lord is my rock and my salvation. You say, well, pastor, that's it? That's all you got? That's all I needed. There was no way I was going to win until I got out of the way. And the rock won the battle. Would you stand with me, please? As the singers, musicians return. So, Pastor, I, I can't run. I might need to limp because of some of the things going on in my life. Well, you limp to the rock. The enemy is whispering to some hearts, oh, don't be, don't be a whiny person. Just stand your ground. You're, you're more than a conqueror only in Christ Jesus. Isn't that what the scripture says? It's not in you. You're not going to win the victory. He's the victor. It's only when we nestle close to him whatever they lead us in a song, I'm going to invite people to run to the rock. Get to this place of prayer as quick as you can get here. You say, well, can I just stand here? Yeah, but I think in our minds we need to take action upon God's word. Could you run to the rock today? Could you step out and say, I don't need to hear anything else. I don't need a song of invitation. I just need to run to the safety and security of the rock Jesus Christ. I'm not going to ask you again. I'm done. I've told my story. I've embarrassed myself. But I'm asking the Holy Spirit to speak to hearts today. Run to the rock. Run to the rock. Quit trying to fight it yourself. Admit you're a wimp and you need a rock. Amen. Some of you need to get your ego out of the way and run to the rock today. Father God, I've shared what you laid upon my heart to share. There's room in the rock for each one. Father, meet them in a strong way today. Father, I know some will weep because the, the burden is off their shoulders when they're in the safety and security of your loving arms. Father, let there be release. Let there be strength. Let there be healing as we run to the rock today. Hallelujah. The rock won't move and his love is strong. Hallelujah. Great song. Great song. Hallelujah. He gives way and I feel the sound crashing waves the world is washing out to sea. Oh, hear it. 
Attacks are physical, and his word is strong. The rock won't move, and his love can be undone. The rock won't move, and his word is strong. The rock won't move, and his love can be undone. The rock of our salvation. to the rock that is higher than I. Admit that you're no match for the devil, but Jesus is. Jesus is. He's the rock in a weary land. Come to Jesus. Call upon his name. Melt before him. Admit your weakness and his strength. Leave this place in the cleft of the rock, the safe secure place wherever you go the rock's already there <laughs> 